the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for the prophetic voice of our time, a presentation of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church on AM 630, KSLR. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. This weekend, we celebrate Valentine's Day. I thought about teaching about God's love, but the Holy Spirit instructed me to continue to teach about angels and their role for 2015. But while you are busy celebrating and focusing on your beloved, don't forget our Lord Jesus Christ, our first love, our first husband. Okay, first and foremost. And for those of you who uh, are feeling depressed today because you don't have any valentines, thus saith the Lord, will you be my valentine? I've been in love with you since the foundation of the earth. Will you be my valentine? So you have a, you can celebrate Valentine's Day today with him. That is the greatest of all. God is love. So happy Valentine's Day to all of you, our listeners, and happy Valentine's, Jesus. You are my first love, and I need you because I love you, and I love you because I need you. So today is a day for him too, and I will continue to talk about Jesus in this radio program, especially today. If you missed last week's broadcast on angels, we are on podcast. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org, SOGMI.org, and share this revelation to others. Could you, uh, could you tell them about the website and, and let them know about this radio broadcast? We need to share what's happening and what God is planning for your life and for 2015 to others. So we discussed about angels, and I started the program last week with the prophecy the Lord had me released last year for 2015. The prophecy is this. We will see and witness the activities of the angelic host starting this year. Yes, you and I can put angels to work in our stead, and we can summon them in the name of Jesus. Why? Because of what Jesus did and because of who he is. We now have authority in his name here on earth and we can activate angels. Satan, who is also a fallen angel, but an angel nonetheless, had no choice but to obey us if we speak the word of God. So what's what you say? In Psalm 103, verse 20, New King James Version, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. 
we know from last week's uh, teaching that the angels of God have authority over mankind in the Old Testament, right? I pointed out that in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, God clearly gave dominion to Adam and had authority over the birds, fishes, and all creatures on the face of the earth, but not over other men or over angels. Angels are sent by God to nations or to individuals to protect men, to guide them, even as a prophet carrying with them the word of God or instruction from God or prophecy. And like Daniel, who determined to fast and pray, to ask for understanding of the vision that God gave him, God sent Gabriel to give him the understanding for that vision. So we're clear on that, right? Another scriptural reference is Exodus chapter 23, starting with verse 20 through 23. That is, the angel uh, was sent and assigned by God to lead the nation of Israel to the promised land. In Psalm chapter 8, verse 3 through 5, it says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? and the Son of Man, that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. We were made a little lower than the angels, and then Jesus came. Jesus, as a Son of Man, lived, ministered here on earth, being led by the Holy Spirit, but as a man, was also a little bit lower than the angels, and he cannot summon the angels. He cannot command the angels, but he can pray to the Father to send the angels on his behalf. Until he went to the cross, raised from the dead, he stripped Satan and his demons from power here on earth. He took back what the first Adam gave up to Satan and went before the Father. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, it says, For as in Adam, it means first Adam, all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. When you're born again, you stop being soulish. You became a spirit with a soul and a body, born of the Spirit, okay? So everything was passed, everything was made new. But your soul and your physical body were not regenerated. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that is in you, the regenerated part of you, has to dominate your physical body and your soul or your flesh, okay? So we have become like God. And we share his attributes right then. And the Holy Spirit is the one who start teaching us in the ways of the kingdom how to live life here on earth. It's in accordance to the word of God. So Jesus died on the cross, stripped Satan from all his power here on earth that was given to him by the first Adam. And when he was raised from the dead, all power and authority has been given to him by God the Father. It's in Matthew 28, verse 18. It says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. How many? All authority. Not just here on earth like the first Adam, but also authority in heaven. And then he gave us his name. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, it's also in Matthew 18, verse 18. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So the first Adam was given authority by God over all created beings here on earth. The second Adam, Christ Jesus, was given all authority in heaven and on earth. Thus, the angels are now subject to him, and born-again believers can now summon and command angels and command them in the name of Jesus. And as long as your command is in accordance to the will of God, it lines up with the word of God, they will obey, including Satan. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Do you not know that we are to judge the angels? So how can we judge angels if we are lower than them? So thank be to Jesus, God the Father, because of his love towards mankind, and Christ Jesus reconciling us back to Father God by and through his blood. And now we are seated in the heavenly places, ruling and reigning with him now. So our words are powerful, and we need to stop applying and living like the world, but teaching and applying the principles of the kingdom of God. Because that's where the keys that were given to us. Do you know that on ordinations of ministers or ordinations of kings, when the kings are anointed, the angels of God are also witnesses to the ordinations? Well, the scripture said that when we're born again, when you're born again, the angels rejoice in heaven. So they're active and present here on earth. They're going back and forth here on earth for the heirs of salvation. Okay. And that's you and I. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 21, it says, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. So how do we activate angels? I'm pretty sure you want to know. And you know what, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ? It is so simple. It is simpler than you think. The just shall live by faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3, starting with verse 16. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? When God gave you a promise for your inheritance to manifest, you must stop sinning, okay? Sins, a lot of times in the body of Christ, they're not obvious, but the sin of unbelief. The sin of disobedience. Those are the sins. You need to stop sinning, okay? Verse 18. And to whom did God swear that they will not enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. You cannot summon the angels into action if you are not walking and living by faith. If you have unbelief in your heart. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. 
For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who disobeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God had said. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. Down to verse 6. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. So what and when is our day of rest? Today. As long as it is called today, you can start all over again and enter God's rest. Verse 8. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And that is you and me. So here it is in verse 10. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So entering God's rest, you rest from your works. It can be your day off. But for the body of Christ, it is loaded because we are such a busy society that we use our day off to do a lot of things. And it's not really rest. But when you set aside, like, for example, set aside Sunday to fellowship with the saints, to hear the word of God, to praise God, that is entering his rest. Here's another type of rest. When you work, like for many of us, Monday to Friday, right? How can we enter God's rest? Because it is called today, too, right? When God said that you enter his rest, it means to say you stop toiling, you stop laboring, you stop doing things the world's way. But instead, if you're working for someone, you pray to the Lord and said, Lord, this is what I'm going to do today. And if there is a problem, guide me, Holy Spirit, and teach me and give me the resolution for the problem. So you are engaging God every day. That's all he wanted. And when you do that, my dear brothers and sisters... And I found this very, very productive in my life. When you do this, God and the angelic host will work on your behalf. And you can be so productive and you can provide the answer or the resolution to that company. You have now become a gift to that company instead of you work there so that you can make a living. Okay? Your living in the kingdom of God, my dear brothers and sisters, is to believe what God says to line up with the word of God and to implement the principles of the kingdom of God wherever you're at. That is entering God's rest. And when you do that, signs and wonders, supernatural things will follow you. You don't have to toil. You don't have to look for riches and work yourself so hard in order to get rich. No, in God's kingdom, it's Matthew 6.33. This is Jesus' principles in the kingdom of God that if you want to prosper and it, you will not toil, is Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his ways of doing things. And all of these things, all of the material things will be added to you. 
What was he saying about? Before that scripture was quoted, he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to see. He said, the Gentiles or unbelievers are going after these things, but this is what you're going to do. So whether you're working, whether you're working for a company of unbelievers, you still can follow the principles of the kingdom of God without violating the company's policies. We ought to be the most productive employee and the smartest one because we have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, verse 12. We're still in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active because you speak the word of God. You're speaking Jesus. And the angels will get activated. Okay? For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. What does it mean to rest for works? I already explained it to you. And as long as it is called today, we can and we must enter God's rest. Amen? The nation of Israel who were freed from slavery in Egypt believed that God is taking them to the promised land. They didn't have any doubt in their mind about that. They believed that Moses was their deliverer. They witnessed signs and wonders along the way. Why then they were disobedient to God? Why then they did not enter God's rest? They kept on murmuring. They kept on complaining. Moses went to be with God, and they started committing idolatry against God. They did not obey the instruction. They were in rebellion, and they wanted to do their own thing, like some Christians in our days. Of course, not you, right? Okay, some Christians, not you and I, they want to do their own thing. And then they want God to bless what they're doing. Or when they're in trouble, now they promise God heaven and earth. Oh, I will serve you, God. Just get me out of here. And God delivered them from it because he loves them, just like we love our children. And then afterwards, they go on again. They go and do their own thing until they're in trouble again. This is not going to work. We need to enter God's rest. So if God tells you something and you did not obey his instruction... You're actually telling God that you don't trust him, that you don't believe that he is faithful enough, powerful enough, or love you enough to deliver what he has promised you. So you need to trust God. Trusting God is obeying him and believing in him. Okay? Let this be a Valentine's gift or offering to him today. When you enter God's rest, it means that even in your work area, you obey his word. So we need the word of God to be active in our lives. We need the angels to work on our behalf and minister to us heavenly things. We need them and they need us to proclaim the word of God. When you toil, God cannot move. You are outside of his kingdom because toiling is a part of the curse. Go to Genesis chapter 3. And Jesus became that curse so that we will not be toiling any longer. So when we rest in the things of God by believing and trusting God and obeying his instruction, then God will spring into action and signs and wonders will follow you. So don't ever misuse or abuse Sabbath rest that, oh, I'm resting on God, I'm resting on God as a license to be lazy, okay? This is not what it meant. I want you to review Hebrews chapter 3 all the way to chapter 4 again, okay? So we need to be productive. 
in my life as a Christian and as a missionary, the Lord have sent me to different parts of the world. I witnessed and enjoyed the protection of angels. In 2007, we were in the southern part of the Philippines. We conducted a pastor's conference, and it was filled to capacity that we had to send some pastors away, and we had to tell them that they cannot attend because there's no room for them. Some of these pastors that were not able to attend the conference were from another province, one of the most dangerous place in the world. It was a Muslim stronghold. I believe there were about 28 pastors, and one of the pastors that belonged to the Philippine team who traveled with me, with a team from U.S., have emailed me before my departure telling me that he opened a two-day schedule so that I can go to this resort place. He told me I can rest there with the team, and at the same time, I can minister to these pastors who were not able to attend. So he went ahead and confirmed my schedule with his pastors. I woke up very early that day, and I can sense something is going on in the spirit regarding this travel. So I just start praying in the spirit. I said, oh, probably this is not really an R&R trip. I sense that it is a mission trip. And it was confirmed when the Philippine team came. Instead of two vehicles, another pastor showed up with another vehicle. And they sandwiched us between the two vehicles while driving. And they were driving so close to each other. They would not let anyone get in between the three of us. So I sensed something is going on. I sensed that there was a danger. But I did not tell the team. We arrived in that place and we were greeted with musicians and dancers and their native costumes. And we were immediately ushered forth in a floating restaurant, a boat. And we were served food. But instead of 28 pastors, many showed up and other ministers from other cities and Christians who heard that we were going there, they drove their own vehicle and they joined us. So we had to move from the boat into a bigger venue and I ministered to all of them. I prophesied to all of them. I found out that the people there were never been ministered to. It was too dangerous for others. Few Americans went there to take photos with the natives, but they never ministered to them. They just used those photos to raise funds here in the United States of America. I was told that I was the first minister to really spend time with them, to pray for them, to lay hands on them. And I quietly thank God for the honor and the privilege for me and my team to be able to reach them and tell them that God is love and they witness the presence of God, the power of God. So in driving home, because I ministered to all of them, it was now pitch dark and our drivers became agitated. On our way back, I can see concern on the pastors who are driving our vehicle. And I sense danger. I start praying in the spirit until I felt the Lord tap my shoulders and said this. Do not be afraid, Christina, because I already sent an ambushment for your sake. All of a sudden, our vehicle stopped and there was this huge tree blocking the road. That is called an ambush. When they ambushed people, they blocked the road with trees and others. And once you stop, they are already behind you, pointing guns at you. So I told the pastor who was driving us what God told me, and he started to relax. All of a sudden, in a remote area, there were about 50 people on the street looking at that fallen tree. 
There was no rain, no storm. And there are these Filipino men summon us to drive further right, and they lifted a big branch of that fallen tree so that we all can pass. Glory to God. I entered into God's rest. I obeyed Him. I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I ministered to His people. I know that as long as I obey God, He always has my back. Let me pray for you. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I release blessing upon your people. I pray for that brother of mine who is suffering from tuberculosis. You are healed in Jesus' name. I come against all forms of sickness and disease, all forms of cancer, diabetes, fibromyalgia, all kinds of skin diseases in Jesus' name. I come against the high blood pressure, anemia, in Jesus' name. I command all deaf ears to open and hear in Jesus' name. I come against all kinds of eye problems and diseases in Jesus' name. Receive your healing, my dear brothers and sisters. Being sick is not the will of God for you. He loves you, and he does not want you to suffer. Believe him and thank him for your healing. Amen? The year 2015 is a season of supernatural manifestation. So receive it, believe it. You cannot earn it, but receive it by faith. And I'm giving you, our radio listeners, opportunity to sow seed to the mission trip in China and Philippines next month. Ask God, obey Him, and you can sow a seed by going to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Donate. Or you can mail your check to Post Office Box 1579, Helotis, Texas, 78023. Amen. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. AM 630 KSLR. For more information on Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, go to the program guide at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.